Let's continue our daily Bible reading for this Tuesday, the 15th of February, as we come to the final chapter of the book of uh, Jonah, the prophet Jonah, in chapter 4. Now, uh, everything comes full circle for us. At the beginning of, uh, of Jonah, we find God coming to Jonah like he did to all of his prophets. He gives them the word of God. He tells them what to do. He lays it out for them. But Jonah, unlike the other prophets, is not willing to go. Um, in fact, he's he's not so willing to go, unlike Jeremiah, who said to God, God, I'm too young, there's no way I can go. Or Isaiah, who said, you know, my lips are unclean, I'm a sinner, how can I possibly go and speak for you? Jonah goes even a step further. He runs away from God. God raises Jonah up. He says, arise, Jonah, now go. And Jonah goes down, down, down. We talked about that the last couple of days. Well, now we find out why. And I have to be honest with you, when I was a kid and I heard this story, which we did many a time in Sunday school, I thought, oh, Jonah doesn't want to go to Nineveh because Nineveh is a wicked city. He's afraid what they're going to say and do to him. Well, now we find out why really Jonah didn't want to go. Jonah was afraid of God. He was afraid that God was going to be gracious to these people who he thought surely deserved to die. Um, and you and I can all see ourselves. Put that mirror up to your face and recognize there are times and there are people that you think of, boy, there is no way in the world. They ought to rot in hell. These people ought to go to hell. They deserve that. Of course, I don't. Um, we say very smugly. Uh, but these people surely do. And if God were, were um, gracious to them, well, then um, that's just wrong. Instead of allowing God to be God and you to be you. I remember in scripture that uh, every time we're called to forgive, it says, forgive as you have been forgiven. Notice in the Lord's Prayer, we pray first of all for our forgiveness, and then because we've been forgiven, we forgive others. We don't forgive others because they deserve being forgiven, because they don't, you don't deserve to be forgiven either. It's totally an act of grace from God, nor do we deserve to be loved by God. We give God many reasons not to love us, and God chooses before we're ever born to love us. That, my friends, is called G-R-A-C-E, God's riches at Christ's expense. That's what grace is all about. I remember when I first learned in, in my catechism when I was a young boy uh, in a Lutheran day school, mercy is God's undeserved love. Emphasis on un, undeserved love. Uh, God loves us because he chooses to love us. God loved the people of Nineveh, uh, even though they gave him every reason not to love them, even though they were undeserving of his love. Um, God loved them. He's trying to get that point across to Jonah too, and Jonah doesn't get it, as you and I don't uh, oftentimes don't get it too, which really is a reflection on ourselves. We think that in some way or another, hey, I've been a good Lutheran all my life. I've been a good Christian all my life. I've believed all this time. Surely I'm one that gets into heaven because I deserve it. Wrong. No not true. Everyone in heaven is a sinner, a sinner that's been saved by the grace of God through what Jesus Christ did for us, undeserved. And that's why we're so gracious. And that's why in heaven, we're going to be spending all eternity praising and thanking God for this incredible gift. But let's get back to, let's get back to the text or kind of drive it home. So uh, it says, the beginning of chapter four, this thing that God did, that is relenting from doing what he said he was going to do, it displeased Jonah exceedingly. He was really, really upset about that. And he was angry. And so what do you do? He comes to God and he says, oh Lord, he asked God a question, but it's really not a question. He's saying, God, isn't this why I didn't want to go to Nineveh in the first place? Jonah knew it all along. God knew it all along. Jonah's finally getting honest about it, why he ran. And he says, that's why I made haste to flee to Tarshish. 
for I knew. And look at what Jonah recounts of what he knows. This is the gospel, my friends. The gospel is that God is gracious and merciful. He's slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and resent, relenting from disaster. The very thing that, that Jonah knew about God, the gospel that he knew about God, he's now throwing in God's face as if it's something bad. That's something you and I ought to be singing an hallelujah chorus every single day of our life for, the fact that God is gracious, merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and resenting, relenting from disaster, because I would be lost if it weren't for that fact. Uh, but therefore, but but here's Jonah looking selfishly at himself. He said, God, now I want you to just take my life. I don't care if I live or not. Now that's nothing new for Jonah. Remember when Jonah gets on board the boat when he's running from God and the storm comes and he says, you can just throw me overboard because, you know, I'd rather die. You know, what a, what a callous look at the gift of life that God has given to us and what a selfish way to look at that. That. And uh, and but yet yet God doesn't give up on Jonah. That's such good news for us. Uh, God asks a very important question. Now, when God asks questions of us, He already knows what the answer is. The question is for us to rethink. When God said to Adam and Eve, when He says to Adam, Adam, where are you? After they fell into sin, God knew exactly where Adam was at. What Adam needed to reassess and think about a little bit is, Adam, where in the world are you? You separated yourself from God. You're afraid of me now. You're hiding from me. Adam, you're in a lost place. Do you know that? Do you see that? And fortunately, God's willing to open our eyes in that way. When when we get caught up in things and, and we don't know what questions to ask, or we are so blinded by our sin too. God loved Jonah enough that he asked him that wonderful question, do you do well to be angry? And obviously it's not true. And then God uses the next events to show him um, the error of his ways. Because it says, um, um, you know, Jonah went out of the city and he sits out there outside of the city. He's hoping that his pity party he just had with God is going to make God change his mind again. And now God's going to blast Nineveh, but it doesn't happen. But God doesn't give up on Jonah either. Just like God appointed the storm when Jonah runs from God, he appointed the fish to swallow uh, Jonah up. Check it out. Go back in the early chapters, chapter one of Jonah. Now it says the Lord God appointed a plant. Now, God's in charge. You're going to hear about God, read about God appointing things down the road here, which gives us hope and, and blessing to know that things in our life don't just happen haphazardly. God remains in charge. The things that he allows us to go through are only for our good. He's disciplining us. He's correcting us. He's trying to draw us back. Instead of blaming God for them, thank God that he loves you enough that he, that he does reach out to you. And when you go in the wrong direction, he's going to turn you around. And so God provides this plant. It, look at what it's for. It's to provide shade over his head to save him. Check that out in verse 6. God's about saving. But then he pulls that plant back to make a point to Jonah. And Jonah goes from being exceedingly glad at the end of verse 6 to again saying in, in uh, verse, uh, verse 8, um, God just let me die. Now that's nothing new. Remember Elijah when he um, when he ends up in the wilderness too. He says, "God, just let me die. I'm ready to go." And God says, "Jonah, you're not or Elijah, you're not alone." He says to Jonah here, "Jonah, you have much to live for. I continue to be with you and bless you." But God makes a point here. 
I brought that plant for you. You loved that plant because it shaded you. Um, and then when it was gone, you were really upset about it. Well, here you are all upset about this plant. Don't you think, and you didn't create that plant. Don't you think that these people in Nineveh whom I created, whom I made, that I love them and care about them and I want them to turn back. He describes them in verse 11 as people that don't even know morally where they're at. They don't know their right hand from their left hand. They're totally clueless about God because of their sin. And God loves them so much that he sent Jonah to warn them and to bring them back. And, and it ends right there. It ends right there in, in, the, in this account of Jonah. We don't know for sure if Jonah gets turned around or, or whatever, but it ends with, with uh, God saying who he is and where his heart is really at, and it's with us. Thanks be to God. We'll catch you tomorrow as we continue in our study of the prophets.